0: The date is Tuesday, August 24th, at the time of this recording. And I'm a proud to announce to all of you on this 11th episode of Hildy's Hot Takes that after a month of working as a bartender at a brewery, a girl finally asked for my number as I was serving them drinks. Yes. monumental time in my life i was wondering when it was going to happen you know putting my best foot forward making myself look nice and it finally did this group came in it was a friday night i had the one-liners going the whole time i was working i was cracking people up left and right guys and girls i was on top of my game folks and It was tough because these people come in, they give a drink, they go sit down at their table. But this group of girls sat at the bar and they were sitting there for like probably hour and a half and I was serving them drinks and they were loving it. Had the one-liners going, like I said. Finally, as they were leaving, she was like, you want to write your number on a napkin for me? I was like, ooh, old school. And she loved that one. (laughs) But uh, her name was Cammie. This was on Friday. She has not texted me yet. Um, I'm giving her a chance, you know, I'm not I'm not throwing it under the bus just yet, I'm not kiboshing it, I'm waiting for the text, and when she texts, oh, you better believe I'm fucking ready, okay? So hello everyone, welcome to episode 11, like I said of Hildy's Hot Takes, it's pretty crazy, we're about three months into this already, time really does fly, when you're having fun, let me tell you that. I've gone to a nice cycle, record Tuesday, publish Wednesday morning, then just absorb information from the interwebs and call on my personal experiences to fill up another 20-minute episode every week. And this shit is harder than it looks. I'll tell you that. But I'm proud to announce to all of you that this podcast, HHT, Hildy's Hot Takes, will now be your new weekly vehicle to escape the 24-7 Taliban-Afghanistan news cycle. And from this moment on, I will not Mention one thing about the Taliban or what is happening in Afghanistan. There are some bad people in the world and they will inevitably do bad things, and that sucks, but there's no reason why it should be forced down our fucking throats all day, every day. So let's take solace for the fact that for the next 18 minutes and beyond, you will get a nice break from that, at least for a little bit. On to the episode, into the thick of things. Now, The Little League World Series fiasco has another interesting wrinkle as a coach is the first one to go congratulate the opposing team's pitcher for throwing a fucking no-hitter against his team. What the fuck is that? Now, I was wondering um, like what the coaches were doing when the kids were doing the same thing. And it's obvious what the coaches are doing is they're the fucking ones leading the charge. Now, listen, I posted that tweet. I posted on my private snap because it was a pretty mean tweet. And I got some flack for it. You know, all I said was it's fucking embarrassing that these coaches are doing this. Uh, And that was basically it. But I got some flack. People were saying, yikes. People were saying, oh, that like they're just teaching good sportsmanship, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. A youth sport coach's job is not to teach sportsmanship, okay? Assuming that these Little League World Series players all want to go play in the MLB one day, like that's their dream, I do not want my fucking son's coach teaching him about sportsmanship, all right? The coach should be getting the players to play as tenacious and competitive and savage and fucking hard-nosed against the other team as possible, okay? It's not the coach's job to teach about sportsmanship. It's the coach's job to rein the kid in after he's done something that, you know, wasn't a great display of sportsmanship. You know, for example, um, when I was 12, I remember being down pretty bad in a game, in the playoffs, and uh, we had no hope of winning. It was our last game of the season. And I was flying around trying to take heads off, playing dirty. And, you know, within the rules of the game, obviously, um, I wasn't cross-checking guys in the face or, or doing anything or out of the blue. I was just trying to, to kill guys. Clean hits. And, you know, my coach loved that because that's competitiveness. That shows you care. That shows you give a fuck. And that was fine. Coach didn't say anything. Now, at the end of the game, after a bunch of chirping, uh, tensions are high. I'm pissed off. Our season's over. I fucking sucky their best player in the handshake line after the game and start a big little mini brawl there. It all got broken up. We get into the locker room and boom, that's when it comes. The coach fucking rips me in half because that's crossing the line, right? You can't do that because that's not sportsmanship. That's not what you're supposed to do at the end of a game. When a team beats you or if you beat a team, you shake their hand and that's it, right? It's not the coach's job to be leading the fucking pussy parade and being the first one out on the mound to celebrate with this kid for throwing a no-hitter against his team. Because let me tell you what, when I was 12 years old, if the fucking best player on another team and we're in overtime scores a goal and my coach is the fucking jumping over the boards to give him a hug and say, nice goal, blah, blah, blah. I am pissed off and I'm 12 years old still. I'm pissed off and these kids, everyone's loving it. All right, and here's the last argument I'm going to make here is would you rather get bullied or be a bully? Would you rather your kid get bullied or be a bully? I asked a bunch of people this over the last few days and uh, overwhelmingly people are saying I'd rather my kid be a bully than get bullied because you can teach him not to be a bully. It's a lot harder to get your kid to stop being bullied once he's being bullied. Right, So the the worst thing you can be called as an athlete trying to move up the ranks and taking it seriously is soft. And the only culture the other team, the team's coach going up to the opposing player after he just got a no-hit against, the only culture that promoting is fucking softness. And once you're labeled as soft, just like once you start getting bullied, it's very tough to go back the other way. So... I got invited by my boss for the pedal bike taxi job to be the fourth in their business golf tournament last week. And other than the fact that I got so buckled by the end, I couldn't even hit the ball. There was one thing that stuck out to me from the day. If someone is on a podium with a microphone, standing in front of a crowd and they are trying to talk to said crowd, and you're still shooting the shit with your buddies and laughing and being a fucking disrespectful asshole. I think you're the scum of the earth, and I'm not joking. Fuck you, you fucking loser, and fuck you to your friends as well. Have some respect, maybe. And this happens all the time. Next time you're in that spot, and someone's talking on a mic, don't be that person. But if you're not being that person, good for you. Just take a look around and see how many losers are still talking or cracking jokes under their breath while the person is talking. That is elementary school assembly bullshit right there and it needs to stop. Oh. Another thing about that day. And I didn't I didn't pay for this tourney. So everything was free, but the spread for dinner was immaculate. Steak, shrimp, salad, rice, beans, fucking every dessert under the sun. Now, in the past, I would be chivalrous with my portions. And, you know, try and skip on dessert, do the best I can because, you know, a body's a temple, I got to keep the glucose in check, yada, yada, yada. But here's the thing. How often do you have a spread like that, prepared like that, with unlimited food right for the taking? That many desserts just chilling there, screaming at you, eat me, eat me. Not very often. So you got to take advantage of that shit. Even if you're on diet, let me tell you, Indulge. Indulge in the food and feel no guilt for doing so. Take pleasure in the food you're eating and don't look back or regret it. Your life will become a sliver more enjoyable when you're not enjoying just a sliver of a dessert. Now, that's not to say fucking go bananas on a smorg like that all the time. But just pick your spots and feast when you think the timing is right. And you want to know what's a sham in my opinion about timing when to pop a pimple because whoever said not to pop pimples can get lost. Oh, popping pimples is the worst thing you can do for it. Get fucking lost. Okay. Who in their right mind has that kind of willpower? I was talking about willpower with desserts. I think it's a lot easier not to eat a dessert than it is not to pop a fucking pimple. That's right for the taking. Like, when I see a nice juicy pimple ready to be squeezed into oblivion I get fucking fired up okay I'm wiping off my mirror and I'm getting ready I'm not waiting for that whitehead to disappear no chance in France I'm getting my face three centimeters from the mirror I'm making sure there's a nice fat splat after wait to pop a pimple who am I a fucking two-year-old in a delayed gratification experiment you know, where I get two marshmallows instead of one if I wait for it to, to disappear. Two pimples instead of one if I wait for it to disappear. No. There's no reward in waiting to pop a pimple. So you might as well just fucking do it. All right? Now, another anecdotal story because the, the sports rumor mill is not very hot right now. So basically, all I can talk about is my life and trying to spin it into a way that's hilarious for my listeners. But uh, instead of spending... 70 bucks at the bar on Friday and Saturday, like I normally do every weekend. And before you say, oh, 70 bucks every every Friday, Saturday at the bar, okay? I live in fucking Canada, all right? Prices for drinks are absolutely insane at the bar and at the liquor store. People that have never experienced it before, if you're American, come to Canada, I dare you. You're literally going to puke at the prices. You're going to puke at what these bartenders are saying you have to pay for drinks at the bar. Like they are literally going to fucking make you chop your pinky off for a double tequila pretty soon. But anyway, instead of doing that, I decided to be a good boy for one weekend season's coming up. Got to do what you got to do. And instead of spending $70 at the bar Friday and Saturday, I went to Popeye's and bought some protein powder and electrolytes for 140 bucks. And I'll tell you what, I had a lot more fun going to the bar and spending that money than I did walking out of Popeye's with a couple canisters of powder, all right? It didn't feel good coming out of a bank account, but I am happy to announce to all of you, I've had a lot of happy announcements this episode. I'm receiving my very first credit card in the mail, yes you heard that. Woo-hoo-hoo. Very first credit card in the mail. Now, Cammy, the girl that asked for my number, was 27 years old. I'm 24. Uh, that's three years of being on this planet more than me. Uh, that's, um, I don't even know, 365 times three. Don't give a fuck. Um, that's that many more days of being on this planet and having experiences and, you know, just you know she just fucking gets it more than i does and that's how age works and being on this planet but do you think 27 year olds think that 24 year old guys without a credit score are attractive or is that like before the age where they start worrying about what kind of credit the person they're seeing has um asking for a friend if anybody has any answers to that question um don't hesitate to, to throw your name in the hat and message me and tell me what's going on there. And another thing that fucking pisses me off at my job, my ears are ringing. My ears have rang ever since I got the second COVID vaccine. Um, that's irrelevant, but here we go. So I work at a brewery like most of you who listen know by now. Uh, it's a bartending job. It's sick. It's always packed in there. Um, but one thing I can just not wrap my head around for the life of me is the amount of Caesars I'm making. It's fucking crazy. We go through like 30 bottles of Clamato every night and I just don't get it. And before you're like, oh, Jared, it's a popular drink. Yes, it's a popular drink. It's a brunch drink. It's a breakfast drink. It's a fucking wake up hungover as shit on Sunday morning, needing some electrolyzed drink. All right. It's 11.30 p.m., okay? Last call's in 15 minutes. The chit comes out of the fucking order thing, and I pick it up, and there's four Caesars on there. Who is ordering four Caesars? I make the Caesars. I go pick up another ticket. Caesar. Caesar. Beezer with beer and clam and fucking cerveza. Caesar. Virgin Caesar. Caesar. How many Caesars can you drink in a row? Who fucking are these people? It's 11.30 p.m., get a gin and tonic, get a beer, get a vodka, soda, fucking tequila, water, whatever. But what is with these Caesars? It's just so childish. I don't understand it. Like, are you, are these people sitting there getting drunk off Caesars? I just don't really understand what's going on there. And it's kind of pissing me off because they're not hard to make, but It takes a long time, you know, stabbing the lime in there, getting the bean, getting the pickled asparagus and putting it all on top and getting the rim going in and then making sure you're putting the ice without getting all the rim off. And fuck, it's just a hassle. And I just wish these people would drink normal drinks because a Caesar after 2 p.m. is not appropriate time. And you should actually go to jail for ordering one. Now, Tim Tebow, what a fucking bum. Now, I don't mind that guy. I respect his hustle. Um, I don't like everything he preaches and stands for because I think it's a bit of a fucking joke and it's a sham, but Tim Tebow thought he could just waltz back into the NFL and be a tight end. Are you fucking kidding me, Tim Tebow? And Urban Meyer, I mean, I hate that he even gave Tim Tebow a spot, but I mean, you guess you got to do what you got to do when the guy won you a national championship in college and basically put your name on the map and Made you fucking hundreds and hundreds of million dollars. That's Tim Tebow for Urban Meyer, if you didn't know. Um, but the videos were sad almost of him just getting demolished and made it look like a fool in the exhibition games. Um, and he got cut, which I'm fucking pretty pumped about because I was waiting for it the entire time and I'm happy it finally happened. Now I'm just going to talk about breathing and overall health for one second, because I think during this entire pandemic, the overall health thing and uh, everything that supplements that has just been lost in the shuffle. And we're worried about people with immune compromise and and getting the vaccines. And it's like, that's all fine and dandy. And those people should be taken care of and Get your vaccine, blah, 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 blah. But why don't we just focus on fucking being healthy and breathing? Okay. Like, what's the one thing that kills you? Okay, what happens when you die? That's when you stop breathing. You can't get enough air. Your heart stops and you don't breathe anymore. Once you aren't breathing anymore, you're dead. Okay? And what's the fucking one thing that this COVID virus is supposedly attacking? Your lungs, your respiratory system, your breathing. So, wouldn't it make sense... To say that learning how to breathe properly through your diaphragm and strengthening your lungs and doing cardio is probably the most important aspect to health that you can think of right now. Like breathwork is definitely making its come up, but right now it's not even close to the recognition it should be getting and the amazing things it can do for your mind, body, and overall health. Okay. It's not preventative we shouldn't be trying to prevent the virus we should be trying to strengthen our immune systems through breathing through practices and supplementing our health so that the virus doesn't do shit to us but nobody gives a fuck about that and it's fucking sad at the end of the day um if you don't know if you're good at breathing or if you've never thought about strengthening your breath or doing any of that shit i would highly highly, highly recommend it because it will change your life for the better. Like I've talked about many a times and I will continue to talk about because I think it's important to talk about is I went through like a eight to 10 month bout of, you know, anxiety and depression. And I was had times when I was home during the first part of the pandemic when I couldn't even bear talking to my family. I had to remove myself from the room and just go sit in my room and cry for no reason. I didn't know why I was crying. This was right at the start and I didn't know what to do about it. And it was shitty. And I got out of a relationship and I went home and I was stuck in campsack for another month and a half in the dead of winter, had nothing to do. Everything was shut down. Friends were gone. I was all alone basically. And my parents and my brother, they were saying, something's up with you. I couldn't sleep. And then I was sleeping all day. And then I was laying in bed all day. And I was trying to train for the season. And I'm on the ice doing drills. And in between drills, I was going to sit on the bench and I was fucking crying. Okay. And this was stuck. I was stuck with like this for, like I said, eight to 10 months. And my buddy, Austin Hanson, fucking beauty, works for the MindStrong project, like I mentioned before. Uh, And I was telling him about this, like, man, I got this anxiety right now. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, like, you have any answers for me? Like, do you think the MindStrong can help? And he was like, first, before you start doing any of that shit, he said, I think you just need to do some deep diaphragmatic or diaphragmic, I don't even know if that's the word or what's going on, breathing. He said, I just think you need to do some deep breathing. And I literally looked at him. I was like, dude, fuck you. Like, I'm not just like, it's not just breathing. Like I have anxiety. He was like, yeah, you just need to do some breathing. Okay. So I fly back to Canada and I start a MindStrong project membership. Now at the time it was $100 a month, US. Seems steep, but it was fucking worth it because... Two months later, my depression, my crying, how I was feeling, gone. I was having a panic attack attack about every single day. I start the membership. Two months later, haven't had a panic attack since. Gone. Three months later, I notice a difference on the ice during games. Four months, five months, six months. Now I'm like 10, 11 months into it, and I feel fucking incredible 24-7. Now, it's not easy. I'm not saying you just join and you do some breathing. You got to dive in if you want it to make a difference. But what I'm saying is there's a fucking virus going around that attacks your lungs. And there's a mental health pandemic that's going around that's affecting a shit ton of people. And one way to combat both of those things, this deadly pandemic and the mental health pandemic, is breathing learning how to breathe, deep breathing, meditation, all this shit. It's very, very important to me. And I think it should be very, very important to you. So that's why I just went two minutes and 30 seconds over my 20 minute time limit. Sorry to talk to you about that. Okay. So we're at the end of episode 11. Thank you all again for listening like I said last week, I think it is gaining some traction. It's picking up some steam. I'm getting more and more texts every week of people listening to it, and it fires me up. And as always, reply to me, disagree with me, say whatever the fuck you want to me about what I'm saying. I'll have a conversation with you. And if warranted, like the Little League World Series thing, I will double down on my takes or I will contract my takes based on the conversation we have. Okay, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.